Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to Colorado Hunting Hub. This podcast is designed to talk about everything hunting in Colorado, whether you're a new hunter, old timer, or something else. Colorado Hunting Hub will have something for you. I'm your host, Clint Whitley, and let's get started. Ground, this is God's country. Welcome back to Colorado Hunting Hub. We've got some big news. I've been kind of alluding to a big announcement and a, a new move. Uh, probably doesn't change much for you other than got new music. Hope you like it. It's one of my favorite songs right now I've been digging. And we're going to merge with I Hunt Colorado, a Facebook page that's very popular, got 40,000 members, and it's just going to open up some opportunities for us and bring some opportunities to you, uh, which do, does mean I need to bring in some guests, which may be sharing a product, but it'll allow us to do giveaways and bring some of those those good topics uh, or, or thing, gear things, because gear is always seems to be a very hot topic with podcasts and people are always wondering and you see those posts on Facebook all the time. So we're going to merge with them, but I'm going to still keep my same link, same everything still going to be called the same. But if you look at my logo now, I've added I hunt supported by I hunt Colorado and uh, there'll still be a little bit more growth to happen, but we're going to take one step at a time. So that's the biggest news. I wanted to give you an update on uh, some CPW commission stuff. Uh, the small game, contests have been banned in Colorado. So I think we're the sixth state now to, to have done that. That's kind of a big deal. And that just happened so fast. Uh, and then also something passed the other day that requires you to have a hunting license to go onto state wildlife property. Uh, so that was just another little deal. And then a email came out just four hours ago sharing some important stuff that now suddenly I'm forgetting. 
uh oh geez yeah here it is uh that they released the big game winter range and migration corridor report so i've got some things scheduled with some cpw folks i'll bring this up it'll be some uh regional stuff uh so if you hunt in the northwest southeast southwest northeast i'm trying to get an interview with each one of the representatives in that area to give you a rundown on on the outlook of the herd how licenses are allocated in those areas so uh, I think that would be very specific. So that could be cool. As well as the shed hunting with a CPW representative. We're going to do that one here pretty soon as well. Uh, I'm going to tell a story. I got a text the other day. But I got to share it. This is from my good old buddy Deesteg up in northern Idaho. Used to live here. Used to hunt here. Uh, but he, this is what he said. The hunt began at dawn. I had scouted the Super One Isle with my Cuddyback 9000 and set up downwind approachable shooting position. I walked in only to find the aisle only filled with subpar trophies. I filled my call tag quickly with a four-pack of John Wayne brand. On a hunch, I walked the ridge over to the Safeway fields approaching slowly for downwind. I stalked into unfamiliar aisles. Glassing from a distance, I spotted some more call level trophies. So I continued stalking only to see the Boone and Crockett of toilet papers. I seized a moment moving quickly to a shooting position. Shouldering my rifle, I was able to scope range my quarry. An ethical thought shot was placed and the trophy properly tagged and checked. Green scoring is 96 rolls. And then I got a picture of this bearded wonder of a man with a big old roll package of Charmin 96 rolls so that made my day D-Stag I appreciate it very much and if we can get D-Stag on this show everyone's up for a laugh because he's he's good stuff but in this episode I'm sharing uh doing something a little different I was in the field hiking and hiking and hiking for 25 miles uh and trying to find some some sheds and if you you look at the or listen to the previous episode, it was a pre-shed hunting trip thing, and now I've got a post-shed hunting trip episode where I didn't find much, but I'll kind of share a little bit about what what that, what what kind of emotional roller coaster we went through, so you can listen to that as I'm hiking through the field and and, uh, sharing some different things with some different clips, so it'll kind of jump from one time to the next, so enjoy that and uh thanks again to i hunt colorado for bringing me on and thanks to onyx we're gonna do a giveaway here very soon so watch for those links and we'll give away some memberships welcome to colorado hunting hub podcast in the field i'm out hiking right now i'm the most beautiful elk country I've ever seen and I spotted some elk it's opening day May 1st in Colorado for shed hunting and already got one average six point fresh brownie found but trying to think like an elk a little bit and figure out where the heck they would drop. We just don't really know. 
because everything looks just so freaking good. A little glassing, little fallen trails. But I still have to find my first. My buddy found his. So I will uh, stay tuned in and let you know what I find. So I'm freaking having a time of my life and I haven't found a shed. I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is my favorite shed hunting trip ever. Still uh, nothing on my end. 7.50. And in some unbelievably gorgeous country. But can't believe the number of shed hunters in this area. I strolled in 11.45 last night. Got up at 5. And sitting in the camper drinking coffee and had... I was on the road by six and had five vehicles drive right by me. So, must be sheds in here, which I'm okay with. There's plenty of sheds to go around. Haven't run across some boot tracks, so that means there are some poachers in this area because no one is going to be where I am unless they are where poaching sheds which is frustrating but I would have to walk within the same 20 yards they would so there's plenty of country plenty of bulls plenty of sheds for everyone just hopefully people haven't scoured things and put piles which I know they have there's piles everywhere they're coming back today to get their, their stashed piles, but I'm doing it right. I don't have a single shed found prematurely, and I'm having a great time. Again, I will say, uh, two hours into, an hour into first day, this is probably going to be my favorite shed hunting trip, just because new country really cool beautiful country in the high desert it's unique and just coming out over top of a beautiful sage flat surrounded by pinion junipers and that sage flat is on a little bench i'm gonna glass that up and if i don't find a shed on that that means i just have the wrong angle but trying to use my binos. I'm so bad at using my binos. Stay tuned. And I'm back. 920. Still no sheds. Four miles in. Uh, some of the initial excitement's wearing off. So it's the shed hunting mental game to start playing. And the my legs aren't fresh anymore kind of Playing, but still got a lot to go. Um, getting a little warmer, getting a little hungry, a little thirsty. But every 25 yards, there is a raked tree for the last four miles. It is unreal the amount of elk to activity in a trophy unit. That's all I'm going to say about where I'm at. There's plenty of shed hunters, but like I said before, there's plenty of 
plenty of ground for everyone. It really is. And I could walk what I just walked five times and have different results and go somewhere different. But beautiful day, not too hot yet. And enjoying some good weather. Testing out some trekking poles. First time I've ever used trekking poles makes me feel old. They're a little bit of cumbersome, but if I had a rifle or a bow, there's no way I'd carry them or use them. I need my hands free because it's that and binoculars and a rangefinder if you're hunting, it's just too much to deal with. But for doing this, even walking through some sage, I think it's worth it if it's taken couple pounds off my knees and off my back so might be worth it we'll uh, check in next time with a pack full of sheds hopefully when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over $600 each week you can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply well, last time I checked in, making my way through a really sweet piece of sage, covered a lot of really good country, and making my way back through some pinion juniper, uh, but same results. There's plenty of elk sign, smell elk every half hour or so. Uh, they're just no sheds. And uh, have a Nice little chunk to walk through on the way back that makes it as good as it gets. And I'll be hopeful. Just not, uh, oh, drop my phone. I just won't have the expectations of finding too terrible much. But one of the things that I noticed, some tactics that seem to be working, not that I know how to do them, but uh, what I've noticed talking to other guys and seeing other stuff is some of these areas, it's just covering ground and getting the low-hanging fruit. Uh, But other guys really good with their optics and that's a tactic I've mentioned before that I'm not good at uh, because it requires a lot of patience but one of those maybe finding some cliffs getting up on there and spending some time glassing and looking or even from the roads and glassing and glassing and glassing and spotting sheds that way I think uh, when I, as I try to implement some of those things, that's making me a, a better hunter. And even though it's not hunting, hunting season with a gun or bow, I am 
honing in on some of those skills to practice my glassing and how I scan a piece of ground and how I find something that just sticks out that doesn't really seem to fit. So being able to do that, I think, is helping helping my glassing skills. Cause, and then on top of that, if you have $2,500 Swarovskis with if I can see miles and miles with good quality, yeah, I suppose that helps, but that's not me. Brought my tripod along for my my uh, binoculars, but haven't busted them out. I seem to always bring those along, and I just don't bust them out that often. But that's on me. That's my downfall and something I think even the shed hunting we could improve on. So I'm probably done with checking in on this hunt unless I come up on something cool. But we are making our way back to the four-wheelers, making our way back to camp load up and hit the road might hit a spot on the way home but not not anything too crazy so it's kind of crazy thinking about the number of miles I've covered how few of antlers I've found even in subpar terrain I think I'd be finding more but I'm at almost four miles today 12 miles yesterday, got a mile to go, um, miles Friday, that puts us at 23, 24 miles in three days, and very few antlers. That's the way it is. And boy, have I learned a lot and found some cool property that I will never have the points to hunt. But it's okay. I'll come back here and do this again. I'm going to outsmart the terrain and outsmart things and try and find things that other guys missed. I'll be back another day or another year. It'll be fun. So thanks for listening to shed hunting trip semi live <laughs> it's not live but as live as I'm going to get and hopefully you pick something up that helps you in your shed hunting trip or motivates you to get out went on with out any other finds besides that little one so I'm one shed per eight miles and two one shed a day so not great but seen some folks with stacks of them just a matter of finding the right country
This country's so big that it's just hard to, you don't know it. You don't know exactly where they're going to drop because everything just looks so good. But we're on uh, last day, last morning, and found a pretty sweet spot that's got a lot of good sign. Just walking into a sage flat right now that just looks promising, but we will see what the day brings. It's just going to be a shorter day. We get five, six miles in, that'd be a good end of the weekend, and head back home. So hopefully I'll have a much better picture for you on Instagram than a crappy little five point. But we'll see. Well, uh, oh cool, some elk. Um, I noticed that my audio didn't get saved. So, screwed that up for most of day two in a beautiful spot. Looking at a cow and a calf right now. And another cow. Walking along some sage flats and a little in a little bowl. Just perfect looking. Kind of northwest facing. I don't think they could get any better. Unless there's a 380 inch shed sticking around somewhere. But wanted to just do a little quick shed hunting update on day two and start of day three. Because I don't think much of my audio got saved. Because I'm still learning how to run some of this. But day two was a tough day. Uh, 12 miles. Uh, went up a little higher, but not even that high, like 500 feet higher, and found a bunch of chalk. I didn't, but I did. I found just a little, little smallest five point, and which is a really cool little shed, but it's kind of chalky, and uh, that's about it. Beautiful day, one of the nicest days of hiking ever. 60s and got sprinkled on a couple of times, which is really, really nice. Nice, cool breeze. So, couldn't ask for anything better there. Just noticing a lot of, a lot of the uh, activity and trying to learn some property. And again, like I said, going through the mental battle and mental battle of trying to reason where and why an elk will be where it is in April shedding its antlers and the big one and how it's going to shed versus the smaller one and where they're going to be and how how they're going to be showing up and looking into a big old sage flat right now just hoping to see two big bases sticking up somewhere but I can only get so hopeful. End of day one, kind of ended with a F this attitude. And again, that's a roller coaster that you're going through in this process. Um, especially when you see vehicles driving by with 
stacks in the back there, side-by-sides and pickups. And we don't have much of a stack at all. Uh, but again, it's learning. Learning some new country and it's kind of cool to see some other guys and their monster bulls. Just neat to see an area with large, large, large animals. Well, one day, I'll cover enough ground and one day I'll find, find a good little pocket myself. But that's what it seems to be is big expansions of nothing with little pockets of a set or two in an area. So got to get that 10 miles covered first before I find that little pocket. But I'm still having a good time. And we'll end the day today, mid-afternoon, and head home and eventually hit some country around where I live. But kind of crazy to see the number of guys from Utah in this area. And the number of shed hunters, period. They're coming in, that's kind of like a business. Show up, pick up their antlers, get out, go to the next spot, and so on. It's kind of what it seems like. I'm trying to get off my phone right now and concentrate on what I'm doing. These brown antlers are hard to find. Well, as you can tell, I didn't find much. And I stated at the beginning, this is going to be one of the best shot hunting trips I've ever been on. It was good. I didn't have my pack full of antlers. Uh, if you watch any YouTube and watch the Hush crew, man, those guys find antlers. And they figure it out. That was not me. So if you're one of those guys that likes the old Primos videos or whatever of uh, 38 kills in 30 minutes uh, kind of thing, or if you're a realist and want to know what it's really like, that was what it's really like. Uh, and sometimes I get, get skunked. So like I told you before, I'm, I'm an average hunter and with, let's just say average skills, who knows? Uh, but I learned a lot. And one thing I need to do now, and I'm going to take away is some different glassing. Uh, definitely learned that from some other folks and watching them use their high, high dollar optics. So I don't have that. I've got some good binoculars. I don't have a good spotting scope, but I'll deal with what I got. I'll put it on a tripod and see if I can't do more glassing to find sheds than covering 25 miles of ground and uh, just ending up with a bad back. But it was still a great time. So I hope you enjoyed uh, listening to a little different type. Next week is a, or the next episode, we're going to have some some big things coming again like we we just said we're merging and getting our voice out there with a, a greater audience so if you're tuning in because you're part of that greater audience appreciate you you listening and we'll keep bringing you some things that i hope you want to hear right outside of this one church town there's a gold dirt road to a whole lot of nothing got a deed to the land but it ain't my ground this is god's country